Welcome to KXA News Today. Here are your Wednesday morning headlines. This morning, Copper's Cove police are looking for a missing 15-year-old. This is an hour north of Austin near Killeen. They say Kaylin Morello was last seen in the backyard of her family home around 7.30 on Monday night. And they believe that a man in an unidentified vehicle picked her up. If you have any information, please contact police. The city of Austin is working to clear out the encampment along the Violet Crown Trail in southwest Austin. Crews are relocating people experiencing homelessness to city shelters. It's part of Austin's initiative to close camps that pose public health and safety risks. Former President Trump is back on the campaign trail after pleading not guilty yesterday. He faces 37 felony counts related to over 100 classified documents discovered at his Mar-a-Lago home last August. Prosecutors allege Trump not only mishandled the documents, but that he hindered efforts to retrieve them. And today is supposed to be extremely hot, but the temperatures tomorrow and then Friday expected to get even hotter. Good morning, I'm Tom Miller. And I'm Erica Brennis. We could see a heat advisory every day for the rest of the week. So that's prompted the Texas Power Grid operator ERCOT to issue a warning. The warning starts tomorrow and it lasts until next Wednesday. Here's a look at ERCOT's website. You can see here the purple line represents the amount of power available while the blue shows the amount of power being used. ERCOT expects demand to get close to capacity this week. Doug Lewin with the Texas Energy and Power Newsletter says we're on track to hit a new record. While the demand is going to be high, though, he's expecting the grid to be fine. If the forecast holds, we'll set a peak demand record. Um, so that's a little alarming that the record would be broken in June, right? It's a record that was that was set last year, July 20th. We have a lot more solar uh, on the system. Thermal outages like gas and coal and nuclear plants, there's there is a little higher than it should be, but nothing too alarming. Uh, looks like a good week for wind as well. So you put all those things together, and uh, I don't I don't anticipate any problems. I hope by saying that I don't jinx it. Right now, grid conditions are normal, but people are urged to keep an eye on the grid over the next few days and plan ahead to reduce energy use. We saw some uh, decent rain this spring. So let's bring in Kristen Curry to look at what is causing this intense heat right now. Good morning. Good morning. Yeah, it's been really that same thing, that big old heat dome, that heat ridge that has been baking us underneath it, and it gets a little stronger. It amplifies heading into the later part of the week and weekend, which is why temperatures are expected to get hotter. We begin with a live look outside this morning. Ewell Kubota weather camera there in Georgetown. Looking a little fuzzy. It's possible we see some of that fog touch the ground. A lot of this is just low cloud cover, not seeing anything falling out of those clouds on radar this morning. Temperatures very warm, upper 70s to low 80s out there. 80 in Bastrop at this hour, 81 in Austin, 80 in Marble Falls with 70s out west. Temperatures will probably tick down just a couple of degrees before we kick off the warm up today. But you'll notice visibility is currently sitting at about seven miles here in the city. We've got about just over a mile and a half in Lago Vista, which is indicating some of those low clouds reducing visibility enough to notice it. So I would factor in a couple extra minutes, you should be just fine. Today, we get back into the upper 90s. The heat indices showing a high of 105. And like I said, it gets hotter as we transition into the later half of the weekend. This weekend for Father's Day, it's going to be a scorcher, scorcher, I should say. We're going to take a look at those heat indices, talk about when we could potentially see some rain and just how bad the heat gets coming up in my first winning forecast. 
All right, thanks, Kristen. An Austin City Council member is warning people about one of our most popular spots to visit. It's Mount Bunnell's busy season, busy for visitors, but also busy for crime. And KXN's Brianna Hollis shows us what's happening there and how police plan to stop it. It's been a constant problem. Kay McNutt has seen Austin grow and grow. For over 33 years. It didn't take long for people to discover the sunset staple that is Mount Bunnell. Huge amount of visitors to this park. When you're up on top of the hill, your car's down here in the parking area, and as seen by the shattered glass you almost always see on the ground here, your cars aren't always safe. Even with signs like this posted telling you to lock your doors and remove your valuables, police reported 370 break-ins last year. That averages out to more than one break-in a day. Councilmember Mackenzie Kelly says as of May, we were at 93 break-ins, which she says is high ahead of the spike we usually see in the summer. Concerning to me that there are that many vehicular break-ins um, at a local spot. Somebody would come and break into probably 20 cars at one time. It happened to McNutt's daughter. She left her purse, she thought, tucked under the seat, but yeah, they'll just peer and they broke the window out and took her purse. Councilmember Mackenzie Kelly thinks the best solution right now is to warn people visiting the park. One of the things that I think would really help bring awareness to the situation are some dynamic, dynamic street signs with text over them. And my understanding is that APD is going to put those signs out. Last year, we reported on the city installing dummy cameras in hopes of deterring crime. When the numbers didn't go down, the city removed the fake devices. I guess more patrolling and real cameras <laughs> would help. Brianna Hollis, KXAN News. The Austin Police Department says it encourages officers to frequent the Mount Bunnell area when they can. APD says investigators found and arrested some repeat offenders. Looking deeper into park safety, the Austin Police Department got rid of its parks police unit in 2020 because of staffing shortages. Police started to patrol parks again at the end of last summer after two separate homicides. One person was found dead near Barton Springs Pool and another at Auditorium Shores. The city is also working to install lights in city parks. As of last fall, the city installed 36 safety lights. Okay, this heat can become dangerous quickly. What the city of Austin is doing to help those living outside right now. And the changes coming to Texas schools now required to implement a new safety system. Good morning, happy Wednesday. It is 4.39 right now, a live look in Georgetown. Things on I-35 right here at the Ewald Kubota camera look good. Down at River Hills Drive, construction overnight is clearing out, not causing significant delays, but something to take note of. This heat can be dangerous for people living outside right now, so the city of Austin's cooling centers are open for the summer. Yeah, it means people are going to be allowed inside public libraries, recreation centers to cool off. It's the first week that we're going to see consecutive triple-digit days since an audit came out on this, focusing on Austin's response to hot and cold weather. Found the city's plan for heat emergencies haven't been updated since before the pandemic. On a positive note, said city facilities used for cooling centers typically open during the most dangerous parts of the day, making them largely successful. Still, the city's Office of Homeland Security and Emergency Management says they're looking at possible changes this summer. To adjust and make sure that we're allowing for any updates in heat-related illness monitoring data from the hospitals and from EMS and factoring that in to how we operate and when we're open. We definitely want to make sure that we're open during the hottest parts of the day. 
Pat Metro tells us anyone who can't afford a bus ticket who's trying to get to and from one of the city's cooling centers will get a ride for free all summer long. Going in depth on this, Texas heat-related deaths reach a two-decade high last year, coming amid extreme temperatures like what we're facing this week. Analysis by our media partner, the Texas Tribune, found about half of the deaths from Texans experiencing homelessness and many from those without air conditioning. They also reported a large portion of those deaths were likely migrants who died crossing the border. Take a look at this graph here too. It's based on research done by the Tribune and you can see at least 279 people in the state were killed by heat last year. That was higher than our record hot summer in 2011. That year, there were 90 days of triple digit temperatures in Austin. We're introducing you to some eco-friendly smart devices and how they can help keep your electric bills low without sacrificing the comfort of your home. A look at how first responders are getting to emergencies on the water quicker. Good morning, happy Wednesday. It is 4.39 right now, a live look in Georgetown. Things on I-35 right here at the Ewald Kubota camera look good. Down at River Hills Drive, construction overnight is clearing out, not causing significant delays, but something to take note of. This heat can be dangerous for people living outside right now, so the city of Austin's cooling centers are open for the summer. Yeah, it means people are going to be allowed inside public libraries, recreation centers to cool off. It's the first week that we're going to see consecutive triple-digit days since an audit came out on this, focusing on Austin's response to hot and cold weather. Found the city's plan for heat emergencies haven't been updated since before the pandemic. On a positive note, said city facilities used for cooling centers typically open during the most dangerous parts of the day, making them largely successful. Still, the city's Office of Homeland Security and Emergency Management says they're looking at possible changes this summer. To adjust and make sure that we're allowing for any updates in heat-related illness monitoring data from the hospitals and from EMS and factoring that in to how we operate and when we're open. We definitely want to make sure that we're open during the hottest parts of the day. Cat Metro tells us anyone who can't afford a bus ticket who's trying to get to and from one of the city's cooling centers will get a ride for free all summer long. Going in depth on this, Texas heat-related deaths reached a two-decade high last year, coming amid extreme temperatures like what we're facing this week. Analysis by our media partner, the Texas Tribune, found about half of the deaths from Texans experiencing homelessness and many from those without air conditioning. They also reported a large portion of those deaths were likely migrants who died crossing the border. Take a look at this graph here too. It's based on research done by the Tribune and you can see at least 279 people in the state were killed by heat last year. That was higher than our record hot summer in 2011. That year, there were 90 days of triple digit temperatures in Austin. We're introducing you to some eco-friendly smart devices and how they can help keep your electric bills low without sacrificing the comfort of your home. A look at how first responders are getting to emergencies on the water quicker. Hey everyone, I'm meteorologist Sean Kelly, here with my pup Henry, who wants to share forecast tips with you. Never leave your dog alone in a car, even with lowered windows. Keep dogs off chemically treated lawns for 24 hours, and keep them away from any toxic plants or flowers. For 
podcast is brought to you by Toyota of Cedar Park. Schedule an appointment to service your vehicle today or check out our huge selection of new and used vehicles. And remember, pets are always welcome at Toyota of Cedar Park. I was stuck. Unresolved depression symptoms were in my way. I needed more for my antidepressant. Raylar helped give it a lift. Adding Raylar to an antidepressant is clinically proven to help relieve overall depression symptoms better than an antidepressant alone. And in Raylar clinical studies, most saw no substantial impact on weight. Elderly dementia patients have increased risk of death or stroke, report unusual changes in behavior or suicidal thoughts. Antidepressants can increase these in children and young adults. Report fever, stiff muscles, or confusion, as these may be life-threatening, or uncontrolled muscle movements, which may be permanent. High blood sugar, which can lead to coma or death, weight gain, and high cholesterol may occur. Movement dysfunction and restlessness are common side effects. Stomach and sleep issues, dizziness, increased appetite, and fatigue are also common. Side effects may not appear for several weeks. I didn't have to change my treatment. I just gave it a lift. Ask about Raylar and learn how AbbVie can help you save. Are you experiencing foot pain, knee pain, back pain, or maybe plantar fasciitis? We have the best solution for relieving pain, and you can add comfort to any shoe you own. Visit today. No appointment needed and pain relief in minutes. I'm Dan Christensen with DC Law. We're proud to present Service Member Salute. We're highlighting the stories of local brave veterans. If you know a veteran you'd like to honor, submit their story and photo on KXAN.com. Lifting veterans with Service Member Salute. Hit the ground running in the most adventurous Honda vehicles yet. Like the Pilot and Passport Trail Sport. Or the Ridgeline, made more rugged with better off-road performance. And more capable with different driving modes available to conquer snow, mud, and sand. Adventure on in the Honda for you. Buy online, reserve from select dealers, or visit your local Honda dealer today. Finding assisted living and skilled nursing for your loved ones can be overwhelming. Finding those same resources for a person with cognitive disabilities can be even harder. I'm Marcus Mercer, Vice President of Operations at Marbridge, serving 275 adults with intellectual and developmental disabilities. We're partnering with KXAN Simple Health to help you navigate through the best options. Marbridge can help you plan for the future and to secure and ensure a whole new life for your loved ones. For more information, go to kxan.com slash simplehealth. The KXAN Furcast is sponsored by Toyota of Cedar Park. Good morning, live look outside, and it is warm as we kick off this Wednesday morning. Live look up from Georgetown. Thank you for being with us here on KXAN News Today. Lucas Haldeman joins us today from Smart Rent. Lucas, what smart devices can we buy to keep our electric bills lower, but also our homes more comfortable at the same time? Great. Hey, hey Nick. Um, yeah, the best thing you can do is, is look to buy a smart thermostat. That's the number one way we can control our utilities and, and not cool empty spaces, especially in, in the summertime. Uh, would also look to upgrade your lighting so you can control your lighting so you can have your lights come on and go off when you want them to, but they're not on when they shouldn't be. What things can renters do to make their apartments and places that they're renting more efficient while at the same point not making drastic changes? Yeah, it's harder to do it as a renter. And that's part of why our business, we work with landlords to, to let renters into this, this saving. So, but as a renter, you still have some options. I'd recommend if your landlord hasn't, you should put in leak detectors. 
Um, you should you should ask if you can put in a smart thermostat. You need to get permission to do that, but you should be able to do that. And you are eligible for the same rebates that, that other homeowners are, are in line for if you're able to do that. You mentioned rebates. What incentives are there for homeowners or renters to make these energy efficiency changes? Yeah, nearly every utility company has some sort of program. And, and typically, depending on, on the exact area where you live, you should check with your utility provider. But almost always, it, it amounts to almost a free thermostat. So your utility company will almost allow you to upgrade for free. Smart thermostats being the top investment you should make. They what cost two $300 uh, without the incentives, but they can bring you big savings down the line. Yeah, it can pay for itself in one or two months even. Um, and and some, some people are seeing even more savings than that. It really depends on the size of your home. But everyone should be doing it. It's good for your budget, and it's also really good for the environment. Anything that's using electricity or gas in our home, if we're monitoring that and, and watching it, we're going to have savings and an environmental impact. Are all smart thermostats the same, or are there some better than others? No, there's a, there's a lot of difference. So smart is a term that, that's easy to put on a, on a sticker and put on a label, but doesn't always mean the same. So when you're looking for a smart thermostat, make sure that it can be controlled by your smartphone, that there's an app, that there's an interface so you can control it remotely. And that's really what we think of as a true smart thermostat. And there's lots of good options that, that fit that bill, but there's other ones that will say smart that, that really aren't that smart. Lucas Haldeman from SmartRent, thanks for joining us today. Nick, thanks for having me, a lot of fun, appreciate it. The city of Austin is helping people get ready for the summer heat. Austin Energy, Water, Resource Recovery, and other agencies are joining up to provide information, demonstrations, and giveaways today and tomorrow at a couple of spots around the city. All of them will run from 8 in the morning until noon and will cover things like what to do if there's a power outage and how to conserve water. Those who attend will be able to pick up things like a solar power bank, low-flow shower heads, and reusable bags. Nice. Summertime power outage, that's my worst nightmare, is, yeah. I mean, I, and I'm, you know I'm a preparer, so I yeah. have all the water in you the do. garage yeah. and all that. But, like, water can I only know. help you so much if your AC is not turning exactly. on. Oh, exactly. yeah, yeah. I don't know. That winter power outage wasn't a walk in the park either. <laughs> I, I think it's one <laughs> no, of those true. things, like, it, 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 there's... A equal evil out there yes. and it's not being able to keep your body cool yeah. or hot yeah. when yes. you need it to and we're gonna be facing that struggle friends please make sure you're taking this seriously let me show you what's going on with your forecast here because clouds and radar not showing anything too exciting yet the heat will get worse I'm gonna be frank with you this will not get better in the short term it will get worse so you'll notice not only temperatures climbing in the afternoon but these overnight lows are also a problem 81 degrees, I mean, we're barely cooling down at night. When it comes to the air quality, too, did you notice how hazy it was yesterday? We're getting some of that uh, smoke from wildfires actually burning in South Mexico, some of that residual smoke uh, clinging to those moisture particles that we've got sitting on top of us that you're feeling in the way of humidity, and it's just making things gross, right? It's stuffy, it's hot, the air doesn't even look clean. Areas in that moderate category today, we kind of flirt oftentimes with that unhealthy for some, though. So we'll be watching that closely. Getting back to 99 today. If you're lucky enough to sit poolside, I think that's the best place to be. 105, the heat index forecast for Austin, but this is not just an Austin thing. Every single one of us expected to see a feels like temperature of 100 
or hotter today. So please take this seriously. The heat advisory returns today at 1 o'clock, continues through the day tomorrow. So this is not just a one-day deal, unfortunately. We'll probably see this advisory go up every single day because even by Central Texas standards, even by August standards, this is hot. This is a June heat wave that unfortunately is not going to loosen its grip over the next week. UV index is going to be at a 12 today, so if you are going to be outside by the pool, you want to make sure you've got plenty of sunscreen on. Even with the haze, even with the scattered clouds, there's still going to be a lot of that sun coming in, and uh, we don't want to be worrying about sun exposure, right? It's one thing to be out there and you're staying hydrated, but there is such a thing as too much sun, and we don't want to go there. Severe storm threat today? Not necessarily something I'm worried about. The green is actually just a general risk of storms, saying we could see one or two spot storms fire up, but I'm literally talking one or two storms, and there's, they shouldn't be severe. They shouldn't be bringing anything in the way of wind, hail, or tornadoes. Most of that is going to be further off towards the east. So storm chances coming down to 10% today and tomorrow as afternoon highs come up. 99 today. 101 tomorrow, 105 Friday, Saturday, and Sunday. And yes, we go 106 on Monday and Tuesday. We will be tying, if not breaking records, not only in the afternoon, but also overnight as that heat continues to build this weekend into early next week. Thank you, Kristen. Now, Houston police are investigating the death of one of their canines. They say the dog named Aaron died Monday from heat exhaustion. Officers say his handler left him in the patrol car with the car on and the AC running, but when he came back, the car's engine was shut off. Houston police say their vehicles have sensors to alert canine handlers if something like this happens. They're investigating why it didn't happen in this case. All Texas schools will now be required to have a silent panic alert system. Governor Greg Abbott signing a bill into law. This technology going to have the capability to lock down a school campus in the event of a shooting, medical issues, and any other emergency. The alert devices will immediately notify first responders of the emergency. And this legislation is called Alyssa's Law. It's in honor of a 14-year-old killed in the Parkland, Florida We're school so shooting. Excited. Her mother was at the bill signing ceremony and emphasized the impact the system's going to have and the difference it could have made for her daughter. I go and visit my daughter at the cemetery because she was only 14 years old and she was killed with an AR-15 in her high school English classroom. Panic buttons is, is key to be able to get law enforcement to know exactly where the threat is coming from, pull up cameras, get eyes on the scene, and be able to mitigate risk and save lives. Alyssa's mom has successfully pushed three different states to pass similar laws. Alyssa's law, effective immediately, but the timeline for when the system needs to be installed and when staff will be properly trained remains unclear. Promises to increase school funding fell short this legislative session, and now some Texas public schools are facing budget concerns. Parents shared, us, uh, shared with us a letter from the superintendent of Burnett CISD. He wrote about the district facing a million-dollar deficit adding difficult choices are going to have to be made when they shouldn't be. Noting the state's $33 billion budget surplus this session, a bill to boost school funding didn't pass in the regular session. Some lawmakers tried to tie it to a proposal for student voucher funding. Students need access to great teachers. And if school districts can't afford to hire and pay great teachers, then 
it's our students who are missing out. So addressing these funding issues is a primary concern. There is a possibility that lawmakers could still increase the basic, basic allotment for schools and teacher pay raises in a special session, but it might come too late with an August deadline for districts to finalize their budgets. If you want to check to see if your lottery ticket is a winner, you're going to have to use the Texas Lottery website, not the app. Right now, the app says it will be back soon. The lottery says a vendor update just over a week ago made several of the app's features malfunction. The lottery is asking for patience as it makes its repairs. This is KXAN Sports, brought to you by Thomas J. Henry. Good morning, all. Let's try not to be too prisoner in the moment and exaggerate too much here, but that's Texas-Stanford baseball game from Monday night was really everything you can want and then some in a college baseball game until, of course, that gut-wrenching ending for Texas and their fans. Longhorns arriving home a day ago after that game three. Winner going to Omaha. Let's take you back to it, Texas fans. This is the good part for you. They were down 3 nothing, down 6-3. to This Dylan Campbell RBI single in the eighth inning brought the momentum all the way back to Texas' side. Even things at eight. Yes, he made that great defensive play after that for this guy, Lucas pitching on one day's rest really did an outstanding job here in the ninth they thought this was going to send the game to extra innings in Stanford the ball gets lost in the lights it drops an unbelievable way for Texas's game and their season to come to a close now some sound from that guy you saw kneeling right there Dylan Campbell you're only going to hear on KXN about what he saw on that play Honestly, I don't even know. Um, I mean, like you saw, it was just just Mother Nature. I mean, it was a twilight sky, and me and EK couldn't see the ball um, off the bat. So, I mean, that's just very fortunate on there and that it happened like that. Um, I mean, I don't. I guess we just got to move forward, I guess. I mean, there's nothing we can do about it now. It's over. Yeah, I'm pretty sure that I probably saw what everyone else saw. Um, saw it off the bat, and then about 10 feet into the air, ball just disappeared and next time everyone saw it, it was on the ground. Obviously the furthest thing from how you want a season to end if you're Texas, but they were able in talking to our Roger Wallace and the rest of the media able to kind of think about the good times in the season, how they proved a lot of people wrong. Certainly a much better season than a lot of people were anticipating for the Longhorns. That's morning sports. We'll send it back to you. All right. Thanks, Noah. The Las Vegas Golden Knights beat the Florida Panthers to bring home Stanley Cup. Hundreds of fans filled the streets to celebrate the win last night. They cheered and they jumped on vehicles oof, as they poured out of the T-Mobile Arena. It's not only the team's first ever trophy, but it's one of oh, it's only the team's sixth year of existence. Thanks for joining KXAN News today. You can also listen to KXAN News nightly every weekday after 5:30 p.m. for in-depth coverage on what matters most to you.